the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTBN Pinellas Park. Up next is Verse by Verse, sponsored by Verse by Verse Ministries. Unlike most animals, sheep are unable to find food or water for themselves out in the open because they do lack a keen sense of smell. Therefore, as I said, they are totally dependent on their good shepherd to provide for their every need. And you see, it's this depiction of God as a tender, caring, loving, ever-watching shepherd and of us as just pathetic and needy sheep that makes Psalm 23 so appealing and so meaningful to us because it reminds us really of just how weak and helpless we are on our own and really how utterly dependent we are upon the Lord to care for us. How true that is. We like to think of ourselves as independent, or at least somewhat self-sufficient, but we not only depend on each other, we depend upon the Lord for our very existence. Colossians 1.17 goes so far as to say that in Him, meaning in Jesus, all things hold together. In other words, the entire universe depends upon Jesus for its very existence. Hello and welcome to Verse by Verse. If you're joining us for the first time today, your timing could not have been better because today, Pastor Steve Kreloff is launching into a brand new series of lessons. Pastor Steve is the senior pastor at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. Over the next few weeks, he'll be leading us in a study of one of the most beloved passages in the entire Bible, the 23rd Psalm. Have you ever wondered what a sheep might think of its shepherd if it was capable of thinking in words and concepts the way we do? I think that if the sheep had an especially loving shepherd, it might think much like David thought when he described his divine shepherd in Psalm 23. Here's Pastor Steve now to begin today's lesson. This morning we have come in our study, our ongoing study of the Psalms, to what is without doubt the most beloved and well-known of all 150 inspired psalms in the Bible. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived at the magnificent Psalm 23. See, ever since David penned this psalm, it has been the source of incredible comfort and encouragement to countless untold people, even those, even those who have little to do with Christianity. Even they have turned to Psalm 23 for comfort and consolation and solace, especially in times of of grief. Concerning the far-ranging ministry of this beloved psalm that brings peace and comfort to those who are sorrowing, one Bible teacher had these words to say. He said, it has comforted the most noble host of the poor. It has sung courage to the army of the disappointed. It has poured balm and consolation into the hearts of the sick, of captives in dungeons, of widows in their pinching griefs, or orphans in their loneliness. Dying soldiers have died easier 
as it was read to them. Ghastly hospitals have been illuminated. It has visited the prisoner and broken his chains. It has made the dying Christian slave freer than his master and consoled those whom dying he left behind mourning. Not so much that he was gone as because they were left behind and could not go too. And because Psalm 23 has ministered more grace and more peace and more comfort to more lives than any other portion of Scripture, the accolades and and the praises that have been heaped upon this psalm are without parallel. Without parallel. Spurgeon called it the pearl of psalms. One older commentary that I use has observed this. He says, there is no psalm in which the absence of all doubt, misgiving, fear, and anxiety is so remarkable. The great Scottish expositor Alexander McLaren said of Psalm 23, he said, it has dried many tears and supplied the mold into which many hearts have poured their peaceful faith. And none other than James Montgomery Boyce, who has written some wonderful things about the psalms, Boyce paid this tribute to Psalm 23, noting its value to so many people. He said, millions of people have memorized this psalm, even those who have, who have learned few other portions. Ministers have used it to comfort people who are going through severe trials, suffering illness, or dying. For some, the words of this psalm have been the last they have uttered in this life. So, with all of these remarkable things that have been said about Psalm 23 and its vast impact on just so many lives, it's important at the beginning of our study to ask what I think is the most basic and fundamental, foundational question that we could ask, and it's this. What is it about this psalm that has made it so precious and so dear to so many people? Why does this psalm in particular, why does this one rise above all the other psalms? Because all the other psalms are very comforting too. But why does this psalm rise above all the other psalms to bring so much comfort and encouragement to those who are hurting? What is it about this psalm that is so special? And folks, the answer is that Psalm 23 ministers so deeply and so meaningfully to those who suffer because it presents God to them as their own personal and tender shepherd, as one who cares about them, as one who provides for their every need. And it's this portrait of the Lord as our personal shepherd that just seems to to hit a, a special note, a tender note in our hearts. See, there are many metaphors used to describe God in the Psalms. He's been pictured, and we've seen this, he's been pictured as a king, a rock, a fortress, a shield, a helper in time of trouble, and certainly a deliverer, a savior. And though these descriptions of God are very significant because they tell us a great deal about God and the ways that he deals with his people, yet there's something very special about God being our shepherd. It just seems to strike a tender chord in our hearts. And and the reason for this is the very unique relationship that a shepherd has to his sheep, his precious little lambs. See, few relationships in life are as unique as a shepherd to a sheep. And that's because sheep are really the most pathetic of all animals that God has created. And they're certainly the neediest. Sheep are totally dependent upon their shepherd to provide for them and to meet their, and this is no exaggeration, every need. For example, sheep are pretty much defenseless 
animals. They don't have sharp claws or teeth to fight off predators, nor do they have much speed to run away from their enemies or even keen hearing or eyesight to warn them of approaching danger. As one person noted, sheep are awkward, weak, and ignorant. They have spindle legs and tiny hoofs and and are pitifully slow, even devoid of an angry growl. The only sure protection for the sheep is the ever-watching shepherd. In addition, and I certainly can relate to this, sheep have no sense of direction, and so they need their shepherd to guide them. They're easily frightened, so the only time they really know peace and rest is in the presence of their protecting and caring shepherd. And unlike most animals, sheep are unable to find food or water for themselves out in the open because they do lack a keen sense of smell. Therefore, as I said, they are totally dependent on their good shepherd to provide for their every need. And you see, it's this depiction of God as a tender, caring, loving, ever-watching shepherd, and of us as just pathetic and needy sheep that makes Psalm 23 so appealing and so meaningful to us because it reminds us really of just how weak and helpless we are on our own and really how utterly dependent we are upon the Lord to care for us. While the Bible speaks in many places about God's love for his people, describing him as a loving shepherd does help us to grasp in a fresh way just how caring and tender God's heart is towards us. We, we visualize a shepherd tending to a sheep, even placing one over his shoulders, caring for them. It just enables us to see it, as I said, in a fresh way, how much love and concern the Lord has for us, how committed he really is to caring for us. So committed that even when we find ourselves in the most difficult and trying of circumstances and we are tempted to be fearful and anxious, we know that we don't have to give in to that temptation. Why? Because we remember the truth about our shepherd that even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he's with us. So this is really the beauty, it's the appeal, it's the attractiveness of some 23, as David has painted for us a magnificent portrait of God as our divine shepherd who is interested in our welfare, who cares about us, who meets our every need. But I want you to know that is not the only thing that makes this psalm so special and so unique. See, in addition to what we learn in Psalm 23 about God's character and, his, and the way he, he cares for his people, What makes Psalm 23 stand out and is so unusual is that it is written from the standpoint of one of the sheep. It's written from the standpoint of one of the sheep. The way the psalm reads, it's as if a sheep, one of the the little woolies in the flock, just took up a pen and a pad and started writing down his observations and his feelings about how his shepherd was so wonderful in the way that he cared for him and met all of his needs. In essence, that's really what Psalm 23 says is about, because David wrote it not as a shepherd. He wrote it as sheep, describing his shepherd. And that is extremely significant for us to know, because as you'll recall, prior to becoming the king of Israel, David was a shepherd. We first read about David in the Bible in 1 Samuel chapter 16, where we learn that as the youngest of Jesse's sons, He was assigned the task of caring for his father's flock. David was a shepherd. 
In fact, in Psalm 78, verses 70 through 72, we we learn that God took David, he says, from shepherding literal sheep to shepherding his people, his sheep, Israel, knowing how to care for his father's sheep, made David qualified to care for God's sheep. I love the way Psalm 70, verse 72 reads concerning David. We read, so, speaking of David, he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them with his skillful hands. God certainly knew what he was doing in choosing David, a shepherd, to be the shepherd of his people. So David, more than others, more than most, really understood the ways of a shepherd to a sheep. And you see the intimacy, the watchfulness, the the loving concern that David as a shepherd, caring for his sheep, what he did, he knew in some small measure that God was that way with his people. It's very similar, and so he wrote this psalm. And In fact, it may well have been that one day as David was thinking about the way that he loved and protected his sheep, that in the words of one Bible teacher, one day it may have been that David just cried out in a moment of revelatory insight, that's what God is to me and you. And out of that revelatory insight, David may very well have sat down and written Psalm 23, and we are the richer for it. Now, as we approach this psalm, I want to give you a few helpful things to keep in mind that I believe will enhance our understanding of this wonderful masterpiece. First of all, we need to read it as it was intended to be read, as something very personal and very intimate between a believer, sheep, and God as our shepherd. Notice that David refers to the Lord not simply as a shepherd, he calls him my shepherd, my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Spurgeon said this, he said, the sweetest word of the whole psalm is that monosyllable, my. He does not say the Lord is the shepherd of the world at large and leadeth forth the multitude as his flock, but he says the Lord is my shepherd. If he be a shepherd to no one else, he's shepherd to me. He cares for me, watches over me, and preserves me. Spurgeon said, the words are in the present tense. Whatever be the believer's position, he is even now under the pastoral care of Jehovah. So the first thing to keep in mind, it is intended to be personal. Not so broad, not so general that you don't apply it. It's intended as a message from the shepherd of your soul to you. Secondly, as popular as Psalm 23 is, and we've already said it is the most popular certainly the most popular passage in the Old Testament and maybe in all the Bible. It's surprising that most people, I don't think, really understand Psalm 23. They don't really understand many of the things that David wrote in this psalm because we don't understand the ways of a shepherd with his sheep. I mean, let's face it, the closest that many of us have come, I realize there are exceptions, but the closest that many of us have come to sheep is at a petting zoo. Or we've eaten lamb chops. Or we are familiar with nursery rhymes like Little Bo Peep has lost her sheep or Mary had a little lamb. But that's really kind of as far as it goes. Most of us have never really observed a sheep under a shepherd's care out in the wilderness. And so because of this unfamiliarity that most of us have with sheep, we go through this psalm and we grasp a little bit, but not its full meaning because we just don't understand the cultural background of the psalm. So that's what we're going to pay attention to. 
We're certainly going to apply it, but we need to understand what did David mean by what he said? What did it mean to him as a shepherd? Let's understand what it meant, and then you know what's going to happen? It's going to come alive to you like never before. This psalm in the next few weeks will jump out at you. A light will come on in your heart and mind, and then you'll not only be able to comprehend its true meaning, you'll be able to accurately apply its truths to your life. Third thing to keep in mind concerning Psalm 23 is that while no one knows at what point in David's life he wrote this psalm, there's no heading above it that tells us this, it does certainly appear that he wrote it later in life. Why do I say that? Because he writes as someone who has personally experienced God's faithfulness and goodness. He's not writing as a novice believer. In other words, he writes as a mature believer who has walked with God for many years, and he understands because of that God's goodness to him. He's experienced this. So he knows what it's like to lie down in green pastures and to be led by God beside still waters. He's experienced the Lord's guidance down paths of righteousness, which at times has led him to walking through the valley of deep darkness where death has threatened his life. David's been there. He knows that. And he knows what it's like to enjoy the loving care of the Lord as he's provided For him, so much so that he can tell us that his cup has overflowed on many occasions. So I think the encouragement, folks, from this is that as we learn how the Lord personally ministered to David, how the Lord was David's pastor and shepherded him, we know that that's the way he shepherds us too. This is not unique in David's life. David wasn't a superhuman. He was just a man. So if the Lord has been like this to David, that's a great encouragement because David's experience with his shepherd teaches us that this is how God relates to each of his sheep. So if he was this faithful to David, we know he'll be this faithful to us. Now, the fourth and final thing that I want us to keep in mind as we go through Psalm 23 is to remember that our shepherd is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. That's not me imposing on the text. Jesus himself said in John chapter 10 that he was the good shepherd. He dared to say that. Why? Because he is God. He is the God man. And so he said in John chapter 10, starting at verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who is not the owner of the sheep, he sees the wolf coming and he leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He says he flees because he's a hired hand. He's not concerned about the sheep. Then he tells us, but he is. He says, I am the good shepherd, and I know my own, and my own know me. So as we go through this psalm, these verses, Keep in mind that it's Jesus that this is talking about. Jesus is the one who cares and provides for us. Jesus is the one who meets our every need. He's the one that we are to respond to in love and worship. So with all this as our background, we're now ready to study Psalm 23 by looking at really the the first verse, because I want you to know it is this first verse that is the key to the entire psalm. It is the key that opens our understanding to the message and really the primary point of Psalm 23. See, everything in this psalm, all the verses flow out of this one verse, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
As David begins Psalm 23 with these first words that he sings are very famous to us. Almost everybody knows these words. He tells us that the Lord is his shepherd, therefore he has no wants. Now, in the Hebrew text, there are actually only four words that form this first verse. And here's how these words sound in a literal translation into English. The Lord is my shepherd, I will not have need. The Lord is my shepherd, I will not have need. That is a literal translation. Now, it is by design that the first word of Psalm 23 in the Hebrew text is Lord, Lord, because the first thing that David wants to emphasize is that the reason he is so confident of having all of his needs met is because the Lord is his shepherd. See, while there are many names for God in the Old Testament, the one that David has chosen under the inspiration of the Spirit of God to use here is Yahweh, sometimes called Jehovah, but More literally, Yahweh. And Yahweh means to be, or I am. It's how God revealed himself to Moses. So Moses said, when I go back to Egypt, what do I call you? What's your name? I am that I am. I'm Yahweh. It carries the thought that God is the self-existing one. He needs nothing because he has everything. And because he has everything as our shepherd, and here's the point, he has an exhaustible supply of everything we need. So when he promises to be a shepherd to us and provide for us, we can be absolutely confident that he will because he is I am. Now let me stop here for a moment. I want to clarify something that I think is important, lest we misunderstand Psalm 23, or you go through the psalm having some doubts about God's goodness. See, someone, some person might at some point object to David saying that God is a wonderful and caring shepherd who provides for us as his sheep if they think that sheep in ancient Israel were only raised to be slaughtered and then eaten. Or as one person put it, if they think that shepherds looked after their sheep so that they could turn them into lamb chops and mutton stew. So let me address that. You see, if that's the case, there really isn't much comfort to be found in Psalm 23. If that is the case. In fact, the psalm would not be comforting at all, but rather frightening. It would make us suspicious of the way God is treating us as if he's just being kind to us and fattening us up so he could destroy us. But thank God that is not the case, and I want to just explain I'd never thought of Psalm 23 that way, God fattening us up for the slaughter. But now that I think of it, I can see how someone might get that impression, since we do tend to think of sheep more as a resource than as something precious. But as we'll hear in the next lesson, King David did not think of sheep as a source of nutrition. He thought of them as something to be protected at all costs. And that's how God thinks of you and me. You've been listening to Verse by Verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. If you're ever in the Clearwater area on a Sunday and would like to worship with us, you can find us at 1893 Sunset Point Road. Verse by Verse continues these radio classes, by the way, through the providence of God and the generosity of listeners like you who contribute either occasionally or regularly to keep this ministry on the air. If you'd like to find out how you can help cover the costs of producing and broadcasting Verse by Verse, visit our webpage, www.versebyverseradio.org, and then click on the giving link that's in the row of tabs near the top of the page. 
You can also call us if you want to do that. The number is 727-441-1714. You know, the first claim David made about his divine shepherd was that he would meet all of David's needs. He said, I shall not want. Wow, that's quite a statement, isn't it? Does that mean that God will give me everything my little heart desires? I don't think so. The commentator Matthew Henry expressed it well, I think, when he said concerning this verse, More is implied than is expressed. Not only I shall not want, but I shall be supplied with whatever I need. And if I have not everything I desire, I may conclude it is either not fit for me or not good for me, or I shall have it in due time. Sometimes we think that God doesn't always answer our prayers, but he actually does. Sometimes it's yes, and sometimes it's no, and sometimes it's wait. And we tend also to be disappointed or even sometimes angry when God says no. But that ought not to be. God's no is every bit as good as his yes. Next time on Verse by Verse, Pastor Steve will begin by unpacking more of the meaning of I shall not want, and then we'll move on to the green pastures of verse 2. For Pastor Steve Kreloff, this is Jerry Peterson inviting you to join us for our next study in God's Word. You've been listening to Verse by Verse, sponsored by Verse by Verse Ministries. This program was pre-recorded. To learn more, including how to donate to this ministry, visit versebyverseradio.org. That's verse. We are here to give you strength between. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.